Welcome to Black, White, Mix, a podcast about race and culture in America. We are recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. I am your host, Doug Ogden, and I am here with my friends, Brandon Johnson. That's me. And Kenny Roberts. Yo, what's good, people? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... What is wrong with you? Kenny, Kenny and I have the giggles tonight because this is at least the second time we've tried the intro. And Bro. Kenny and I think it's hilarious, but of course, we don't have to edit this mess when this, this all gets true. done. This is true. And they didn't tell me the rules. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like we, we didn't did. do this before. We've, we've no, never done didn't. this before. Y'all didn't tell we me have no rules. idea. It's our first time ever recording. It's the not reason? like our 10th or 15th. <laughs> All I'm saying is that y'all didn't tell me the rules. Listen, did Brandon not say the reason we do it the way we do it is so that Doug can start right after the intro? And you started talking and you caught yourself, so you knew. Well, I knew, but it was a reaction <laughs> because the thing is, the first time, so, all right, so just, just so that people know, you know, we still quarantine and, you mm-hmm. know, Ronies is still out there. Uh, you know, and but between the three of us, we're about a mile and a half apart from each other, right. and we're but still no all joke. in our own homes. This is, and it's yep. crazy. It's crazy. I love the fact that we live so close, but yeah, everybody feels so far away. Mm. But um, but the thing is, you know, since we're we're social distancing, we're all recording from our perspective houses. Physical distancing. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, physically social di- distancing. But not emotionally distanced. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we, we're we in our respective houses. Perspective houses? You know, we're all in our own house. And, you know, we did, you know, so we got to sync everything up for Brandon to edit. The thing is, this la- the first time we did it, we clapped. And, like, on my headphones, like, everything came through. Like, everybody clapped at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. The second time... It was a little disjointed. It was like, clap, 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 you know? And mm. so that, you know, I was like, mm, that one wasn't as good as the last one. And that was my, that was my, very, that was my very real thought. And it just happened uh, to come out of my mouth. So I'm sorry. But Brandon had just up. got done saying to you, after the clap, make sure we don't talk so Doug can do the intro. But it was, that's true. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I, I have, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry guys, and it's sorry for the intro because we just lost like everybody sorry, that's ever Dad. listened to the podcast. Like, we're friends. not listening to this nonsense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are still listening, and we hope you are, uh, we do have an actual topic we wanted to discuss today. Um, so, over the last couple of episodes, hopefully, y'all are listening in order. If you're not, maybe if you go back and listen to them in order, it might be helpful. But uh, over the last couple of shows, we've been talking about um, black art. And some shows or things that we have some feelings about um, or, or, you know, shows and stuff that affected us in different ways. Um, so as a um, kind of, you know, lead in to, to tonight, we wanted to each kind of give you guys a recommendation on something that we either watched or read or listened to or dot, dot, dot. Um, in a way that um, if you don't know about these projects or you're not familiar, you can go check them out. Um, they are pieces of art that affected us um, you know, to, to varying degrees. And um, we might accidentally mention a lot more than one each, but I think each of us kind of wants to highlight one. Um, not that that's going to do justice to all of the incredible works of art over the last few years and, and really dating back for a long time um, that have been meaningful and impactful to discussions about race and 
um, you know, power and that, and that kind of stuff and culture. Um, but we do want to at least kind of each pick one to highlight and, uh, and discuss tonight. So with that in mind, I think, uh, Brandon, if you don't mind kicking it off for us, um, Brandon, this is Brandon Johnson recommends. Oh my. Kenny, Kenny, I was expecting like a jingle right there. Yo, I, if you didn't see it, but my fingers kind of did this little, (laughs) like as if I was playing on the piano. Yeah. It's, it's it's a great jingle for an audio medium. It makes no sound. Right, right. <laughs> but this 100%. is the thing. I feel like I already messed up the intro. I didn't want to mess up, you know, the the Brandon's intro too. So Listen, I was like, man, yo, nothing like, nothing you could do messes anything up. All yo, right. I you just I'm I have furrowed you just my said brow. the magic words. Mm, good. So, okay. You just said the magic I'm about to wild out. I'm just kidding. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do that's it. Let's that's go. actually really I still watch all of the Wildin' Out is still on, and I oh, it's, it's on still again, watch right? clips. Yeah, yeah, like it came back, again, but, it's, yeah. but I've been like, it makes me laugh so The hard, only man. thing Those I've seen clips. about the new Wildin' Out is on TikTok, so I'm not really watching the show, but I have actually, seen some clips. Actually, there's a, uh, there's a, a Aggie on, on there, like a guy that I went to A&T with. No um, way. He was there when say, you were there? I say, I, yes, he was there when I was there. Oh, cool. And like, we spoke a couple times, but we Who? weren't like, uh, Darren Brent, uh, Darren is is this guy named Brand? You could you could Damn. tell us we, no, we wouldn't. My, my name's Brandon. No, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up his name. He's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so but he was he was like hilarious at T, and uh, he's he's hilarious on uh, Wildin' Out. So shouts out to uh, to Darren as well. Awesome. Um, yo, but I, my parents started watching Wildin' Out, and they were telling me about it, and it was one of the funniest things in the world. Um, <laughs> it's just it's very like, funny. I, it makes me laugh like, very what is, hard. What is this? That's I don't awesome. understand it's what this very is. Very funny. Yeah, so that's your recommendation, funny. Brandon? Wild and out? Yes, Wild and out. Absolutely. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <clears throat> yes, that one is not worse. Uh, that that show does not portray a, uh, us as black folks worse than Black AF does. Mm. Mm. Just kidding. It's mm. not doing that. Mm. We're not doing that. We're gonna Actually, leave that. I, I've left. If you don't, I've, if you don't get that, go back and listen to the last episode. But we're gonna leave that there for now. Come on, listen to the last episode. I changed episode. my tune I, I on Black AF, by the way. Ooh, okay, follow up. Yes. I have changed yes. my tune on Black AF. I made it all the well, way to the end. And it's good, right? It's really good. Oh, it's great. Such but a good show. Keep going. Such Sorry. A good show. We can stay on topic. We'll stay on topic, people. <laughs> no, I don't. So, I was talking to the guys um, before we started, and I have found that I was having a lot of trouble Uh focusing on one thing. Um, and I think I actually leaned a lot more towards like nonfiction works by black individuals. Um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of movies that I love, um, and a lot of, uh, music and stuff like that, that, that I love that is, um, by black individuals and stuff like that. But yes. So the place that I'll start um, that I think was like really influential for me, but the one that I'll actually recommend will be different. Okay. Right. So the one that was, uh, extremely influential that like, um, uh, just broke me in a totally different way than I had been broken was the movie 13th. Mm. It was a documentary. Mm. Um, it's on Netflix. It came out 2016. Um, and it just talked about the 13th amendment, which, uh, freed, freed slaves, um, but, um, gave a loophole with, um, the ability to keep somebody to like force somebody into 
unpaid labor or into imprison or into essentially slavery uh, by imprisonment um, if they committed a crime. And so um, how that has played out um, since the 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 freeing of slaves um, and how that has led up in, until now um, is obviously a huge deal. Um, and so it just like really it, it really I think I've said it before, um, but it, it put a lot of things in perspective um, for me as far as my family, my, my black family, and just that being hit in the face with like things that I have not had to necessarily deal with on a constant basis. Um, not that, again, not that I don't deal with um, racism and stuff like that, but that I, it was just a, it was just a whole new set of topics that my, uh, my family had not discussed mm-hmm. um, and which I really wish they had. And it just has led me into all sorts of places, mm-hmm. um, and which I wrote down. Um, but the one I was going to recommend was uh, Blind Spotting. Mm. We tried to talk about it. <laughs> we had that's, uh, that'll be a that'll be a a a a, a b a b side um, b side release one day, you know maybe a bonus mm-hmm. a bonus, bonus episode or maybe we'll just try again. <laughs> right? We'll, yeah, we'll set maybe up a we'll Patreon just try again. And for people to support us. You you get uh you get the lost episodes. Oh hey, we got to get better. We got to get better. <laughs> we got to keep uh, <laughs> keep keep being uh keep growing in order yep. to accept money from people to, to to do this but i'm all about it if if you do want to give kenny uh money uh every friday he uh tweets at cash app to <laughs> ask them for money so if you'll just follow anon dulos on twitter um Lick. your your feed will be filled up with requests for money every friday oh, yes. Lick, and yeah. kenny observes the holiday that he calls <laughs> what? 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 cash app friday you're supposed to say the that was that was me now. setting you up to it say Cash up. App Friday. This is the thing. I they never picked me, and so I stopped. <laughs> did you stop? Okay, then I can start following you again. I Go stopped. ahead. Man. It's the Wait, first time that he stopped. stopped it's the first Friday that he didn't do it. Did, no, and, this and is, he has stopped. I haven't done it for like three weeks. Ever since I got my okay. stimulus check. Oh my gosh. There you go. Oh my <laughs> so what Brandon is talking about is that early on, a few weeks back, I guess, we tried to record a podcast discussing yep. the movie Blind Spotting, which we all saw together with our friend Jason um, and have seen multiple times since then. It, it was very impactful and powerful mm-hmm. for all three of us, mm-hmm. um, and we've recommended it to a lot of pe- all four of us. Yes, excuse me. Um, we showed it to our wives and uh, friends, and it's just a an incredibly well done, incredibly powerful and poignant movie. Um, so I'm going to let Brandon talk about it, obviously. But um, I, what he's discussing is that a few weeks ago we tried to discuss it, and the conversation just didn't really go the way we wanted it to. Uh, so we'll try again someday. But go ahead, B. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm about it. So <clears throat> yeah. Um, blind spotting. It's just one of those movies. Um, I'm sure that there's all sorts of media or like movies or or music that like people listen to that just hits you in some kind of way. And for me, Blind Spotting was one of those movies. I mean, obviously, another one would be like Pursuit of Happiness for mm-hmm. me. Is like mm-hmm. there's those are there's just those movies that I guess your brain and mind and body are just like ready for. And I was ready to watch Blind Spotting. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um we we saw that movie. Uh there's nobody in the theater, but I think there's maybe one dude in the corner. Um and we just weren't ready to go in 
to see this movie. And, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, very deep uh, movie and story made into like a, a few sentence synopsis. It's a movie set in Oakland, California, um, which I'm, I'm from the Bay Area. Um, I'm from the, the west side. Uh, Oakland's on the east side. Um, but it is from, uh, based in Oakland, California, and it top er, it tackles several topics which we talked about again in our um, <laughs> in our previous discussion. But um, <clears throat> I was watching a video just refreshing again, and we had mentioned every single one of these these points. But these are like the big points that they talked about. One, or that that blind spotting talks about in depth. One, the impact of police. Uh, violence. Two, the broken probation system. Three, institutionalized racism and bias. Four, guns in the home. Five, identity. Six, gentrification. And seven, dear Oakland, I love you. Wow. Um, so they kind of, they kind of equated this movie uh, as an, as an, uh, to pay homage to Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's Spike Lee. Yeah, that's Spike Lee. Duh. Ugh. Um, but really all of those things, especially one through six, is just like super on the nose and yet like intertwined all throughout the movie. And right. so mm-hmm. for me, you know, like one of the big events that happens in the movie is is someone is a black man um, is shot <clears throat> by police officers in front of um, the main character who is also black and is on probation. And, and it, it just sort of goes into a lot of different directions, some of which you might expect and a lot of which you would never expect. And That's so right. I'm not going to... That's right. Um, I'm not going to uh, spoil it because I think it's one of those movies that needs to be experienced. Um, but <clears throat> that movie for me especially after watching 13th um sort of plunged me into this world of um really looking at the impact of racial violence the impact of you know like the 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 prison industrial complex um into like what into guns in the home into into identity and gentrification and and so that's why I feel like I um failed at this this um trying to identify one thing that we would recommend people to do or to, to, to listen to, to two, watch, to consume. Two, two is okay, man. You're good. <laughs> oh, no. That's what I'm trying to say, man, because, like, that's... You got a lot th- more than that two? Pointed, dude, that just pointed me into so many things, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. G- gentrification uh, pointed me to... Well, yeah, I mean, institutionalized racism and all that stuff pointed me to people like ta Coates, mm. who's writing about... You know, he, he wrote an article a couple years ago a very long article, uh, but a very good article called "The Case for Reparations." It's on the right? it's on the Atlantic, right? It's, it's, yeah, he was a he was a senior uh, senior editor for the Atlantic at that point. Okay, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> he wrote it. It's it's it is on the Atlantic website. You just look up the case for reparations. There's also a an audio format on SoundCloud. Again, you can just Google that. Super super easy, and we can um, link to it in the show notes. Great. I th- I, we can we should link to all this stuff. Yeah, that we're talking true. about in the show notes. That's true. But, you know, that talks about contract buying and, and how contract buying was 
um, you know, essentially predatory loans by by individuals um, that would that, you know, <clears throat> black and brown bodies were unable to get loans from normal places or from a normal bank. So the only way that they were able to, like, you know, get financing for a home was through these people who were doing contract buying. Um, wow. Right. And so they would they would essentially they, they could be a real estate agent. They could be all sorts of people, but they, they could uh, they would essentially scare white families um, out of out of neighborhoods um, because they they say oh look there's a black family just moved in down the street your you're like your home's not going to be worth anything if you want to sell it I'll buy it from you for free or I'll, wow. not for free I'll buy it from you super cheap uh, white families a lot of times would oblige um, if they weren't already trying to get out of um, the neighborhood mm-hmm. and so what they would do is they buy it up for cheap they buy you know and they said that you could buy a home um, for twelve thousand dollars. And then they would turn it around a week later for a black family for like $22,000. Oh, man. Okay. And what they would do is like they would have these crazy uh, interest rates. Um, you'd have to pay a pretty astronomical um, down payment. Mm. Um, and then you essentially were doing all the things that you would have to do with a bank. Um, you were responsible for the home, for any, any uh, um, you know, for upkeep of the home and stuff like that. Um, repairs. but yeah, all the repairs, all that stuff. But if you didn't, um, but you had none of the protections of a loan. Mm. So, so a, a, uh, the person who held the contract could evict people, um, after simply one missed payment or late payment, they could evict you and you would get none of that money back. And then a week later they would just turn it over again, start again. They would so evict they people with no, like, there was no recourse, no consequence. Like, mm-hmm. it was totally a judgment oh. call. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, so it goes in depth um, about that in Chicago. Um, and then that leads to, I'm going to try to, like, not do this because I can feel the web <laughs> happening. But that led to, um, NPR did an article on that same thing, on, on the, the Chicago redlining and contract buying in Chicago, um, in Chicago neighborhoods, and, and they estimated that between in the 50s and 60s, the 1950s and 60s, 75 or between 75 and 95 percent of homes bought by black families were were done via contract buying, mm. and that three to four billion dollars wow. had been robbed from black families just during those decades. Mm. Oh my gosh! Okay, mm. so 20 years, three to four billion dollars from black families was was you know extorted using these these pretty crazy <clears throat> excuse me pretty crazy methods wow. Wow. um and 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 then that points to uh again i'm just gonna do this last one i have like so many other ones <laughs> to talk about but that points to <laughs> that points to like locally for us right like how it's easy to to talk about like these you know chicago and stuff but locally we live in the triad of of uh, north carolina um we got three you know three medium-sized small cities around us and and wfdd is the local npr affiliate they did a a show called um on the margins and it just talks about affordable housing and and Mm -hmm. how there's like a huge crisis in in uh, greensboro um and the triad um just for people to find affordable housing wow um and and it talks about you know redlining and and these are like neighborhoods that like we walk you know, it's like, you know, Dame's Chicken and Waffles right next door is old Ashboro. And, mm-hmm. and here's a spot where, 
governments are making, um, or well, made, this is past tense, but made maps um, after the 19, uh, 1920 financial collapse, mm. right? They made maps dictating where banks should and should not invest money. Wow. And where should you do loans and where shouldn't you do loans? And that's, that's, where, that's where redlining came from, right? This neighborhood's green and you're good to go. This neighborhood's yellow. It's a little... This is red, and it might be red based solely on the fact that there's a a black neighborhood nearby. Wow. Um, mm. And 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 so it's 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 interesting, you know. It's it all sort of stems from this one movie that just starts pointing you in all these directions, and and you yeah. you realize um, how easy it is to see what's actually going on in your own city. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be removed from you. Yeah, that's good. Right? So I didn't, I didn't talk a ton about blind spotting, and we'll probably, I think we're going to talk about it a lot, so I don't want sure. to overdo it. But blind spotting is, is one of those really good movies for me, uh, especially with the relationship between a black man and a white, and a, and a white man um, who consider themselves equals and mm-hmm. then deal with a lot of, you know, you know, they they both grew up in the same neighborhood, in the rough, the same rough neighborhood. What does it really look like? And then also that it, you know, it's it's California. That's my, you know, that's my spot. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my hood, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, so there's just like a, a a certain realness that is touched on, um, and you don't, you definitely don't have to be from California to to see it and understand um, the complexity that goes into black and white relations, even when, even when you are best friends mm, and even when yeah. you grew up together even That's when right. you grew up in in that neighborhood um even when you view each other so. as family the way those guys do I mean, right like, yeah, yeah 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 absolutely right. absolutely yeah that's 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 the big one. Yeah. Um, well, B, I'm I'm glad two things. One, um, I'm glad you did that little web because from it's a it's a good reminder for me even and, and hopefully for our listeners that like it's really not that hard to educate yourself and find things out. I mean, I I had not read a lot of what you're talking about. I didn't even know about that local Greensboro <laughs> article, and I live here. Um, so really, it's it's not that challenging just to kind of go you know, from, from one spot to the next, mm-hmm. uh, reading up on things and educating yourself on things. So I, I'm glad that you did that, e- even just for my own sake, to be like, oh, yeah, I can go and just find this stuff out. Right. Um, yeah. And secondly, on blind spotting, I, I, I said after watching it, and now, you know, two years later, or three years later, whatever, um, I guess two years. It was 2018, I think. Anyway. Yeah, two years. Um, it... It is one of, if not the most important movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Now, it's, mm-hmm. it's rated R, there's violence, there's lots of language, <clears throat> so, you know, <laughs> appropriate audiences only. But I'm telling you, it is, as a, as a white dude, it was so crucial in shaping so many conversations for me around all those topics that you mentioned and everything in the movie is so multifaceted. Like, right. mm-hmm. I genuinely think there should be a college course on storytelling right? solely based on that movie. Based I on mean, that movie. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's so, yeah. so incredible. So I, I second that recommendation, and, and we probably will, like Brandon said, um, talk about it more in the future. Because even amongst you know our friend group, that, that movie was, was very impactful. I third that recommendation. Oh, yeah. If that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, but I definitely cried, you know, yeah. I, I bawled my eyes out driving, you know, with, 
the movie got out. It was a late movie. It got out around like 12.30, and we ended up, uh, the four of us ended up going to a bar that stayed up, uh, I stayed up late. That's the dumbest thing <laughs> I've ever said. But that was open late. Stay, the, the bar the, stayed up past his bed. The bar didn't the have star, to go to work the, the next morning. Allowed, so. Yeah, it didn't have to go to work. It, it was going to close up. Um, but we definitely did have to go to work the next morning, but we went out and, and just, mm. I, we all, you know, felt the same or felt similar feelings as far as like, we got to talk about this. Um, I don't know how I'm going to go home and just go to sleep if mm. I don't just get some of this out. Right. Um, and, well, and again, I, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go too much into it that like, I, I don't want to give anything away. Right. Right. I'm you with know you, what man. I mean? It's like, I'm I don't want to, I don't want to spoil some of the just the it's just so beautifully it's funny you know like it's it's funny it's deep it is heartbreaking mm-hmm. it is and 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 it's you don't wrenching oh yeah. my gosh it's just one of those you know you you feel uh you feel so much tension mm-hmm. at especially n- near the end where you're just oh, holding your breath and you're just like yeah whoo yeah you know mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just one of those movies it's well movie. it's and can't say enough about it. Yeah, that's right. And and I mean, the movie ended. Uh, quick shout out to our to our boy Jason who was with us that night. Um, but the mo- the movie ended. I don't think any of us said anything. We did not speak. Walking out of the theater, walking out of the hallway, no one spoke. We were literally like in shock from what we just witnessed. And we get to the parking lot, and we're literally just standing in like a little circle, looking around. And Brandon, I think it was you that said like, "I need to I need to talk about what just happened." <laughs> And we were like, all right, let's let's go find a place to sit down and have a have a drink and try to yep. try to get into it. And man, what a what a film! I don't know that it's streaming anywhere. Um, I don't think so. But uh-uh. if you can I rent it, HBO, if, maybe HBO. Okay, but if you if you can find it on Amazon Prime and rent it, um, it's worth it. If if you're here locally, I will lend you my copy. Uh, you can borrow it and, and watch I'll, it. I'll lend you his copy. Oh yeah, Kenny has mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> just go from there somewhere else, uh, but yeah. So anyway, all all three of us have said this, but definitely, definitely worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's real. Mine was so blind now we got to talk about well. Kenny. So was what, it? What'd you say, Kenny? I said mine was blind spotting as well. So. Oh man, okay. Well, man, <laughs> no, really mine, mine too, y'all. No, that's crazy. Oh, no. This is the shortest <laughs> oh, podcast. Wow. So uh, now we're just gonna have the same discussion. Let's do it again. That's Here right. we go. So there's this movie called Blind Spotting. <laughs> 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 no, mine. I have a hot take, man. Mine is Frozen Two because oh if you gosh. think about it, if you think about Frozen Two, can, right? can we just fast forward to the punchline of whatever this bit is, bro? This is not a bit. I'm saying if you think about the movie Frozen Two, right, and you think about what what justice is, and sometimes you have to dismantle what was built up in order to make things right. That'll preach. That's Frozen Two in a nutshell. Mm. They had to, they had to bust down. If you ain't seen it yet, spoiler alert. They bust down the dam. They had to bust down the dam in order to make this. Okay, it wasn't Frozen Two. And but, and make sure what you always need a white blonde woman to save the day. Exactly. Exactly, and a snowman. All right, let's move it's on. Magical snowman. That's deep too. Jeezy made an appearance. Anyway, but. <laughs> All right, so so my my um my recommend and y'all have heard me talk about this before. I'm I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this uh multiple times uh, on the podcast. Um, mine was was an album. Uh, mine was the album, the narrative, uh, by 
um, an artist named Sho Baraka. Um, and, you know, one of the main reasons why this, this album was so transformative for me was it presented a, I feel like a very balanced uh, viewpoint. It pulled no punches um, in regard to history um, and, you know, black history, um, you know, and and the history of oppression in this country. Hmm. Um, At the same time, there was... There were... um, He was very open about the fact that... um, we are all in the same boat, just, you know, in the sense of, you know, we're all broken people, um, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of hope in that because I feel yeah. like that's, that's, yeah. um, I think that's a very important part of the conversation when you're discussing, uh, issues of race, um, you know, when you're discussing issues of class and issues of power, um, you know, especially, um, you know, for, for, you know, somebody that a part of, um, you know, the Christian faith, um, you're subscribing to, you're subscribing to the idea that, um, that we're all created equal, um, because we're all created in the image of God. Uh, we're made in the image of God. And so that gives worth, um, no matter who you are. Um, and so, you know, ultimately the goal, right, is to um, to be more like or walk, you know, like Jesus. Um, the whole point of that being to to display who God is, right? Um, and so, if that's the case, then for you know, and you hear, you know, it talked about this in the Bible for, um, you know, for the oppressor or the oppressed, you know, you got to kind of you know, flip the script on, okay, this is, um, this is how I pursue justice or this is how I, you know, interact with my fellow man or whatever. Um, there's, there's responsibility on both sides. Mm. Um, and so, um, you know, for me, like hearing that album, it just created a very, um, a very balanced view, um, in saying that, you know, you know, for instance, um, there's a there's a song called Maybe Both, um, you know, and it just talks about, um, you know, it talks about the dichotomy of, you know, the, um, you know, responsibility of using your voice um, for, for African-Americans, but at the same time, um, you know, that, that struggle to, you know, because, you know, you're like, do I even, you know, my voice has been, you know, put down so much. Do I even have a voice? Mm. You know, um, does my, does my vote even do any good? Mm. You know, um, you know, and then, you know, with the system, you know, how are they, how are they even counting my, you know, my vote? Um, you know, and so it, it's just a very nuanced, uh, it's a nuance. And then, and then like at the end of it, he goes in and he talks about, um, just the, um, you know, just kind of juxtaposing that with, with Jesus and how Jesus, um, 
you know, was was very much a um a a a gentle um you know he was you know heard you know the man of the people uh he heard people um you know he touched people that other people didn't want to touch but at the same time you know he was very much a revolutionary um right he ain't take no no junk right <laughs> you know what i'm saying he was flipping tables he was you know confronting um you know the the rulers that were in power um the the religious leaders that were in power um, yeah. more so yeah definitely. um and so uh you know so that it was just a very very powerful album um and i think you know it it really made me think from the standpoint of okay what does it look like for me to to think about the other side what does it look like for me to not just think about uh, this is what um this is what it looks like for African Americans um, to be made whole, you know, but in that process, as we're seeking for things to be made whole, what does it look like to love others well in that process? You know, what does it look like to listen so that we can um, be a part of helping things be made whole? Hmm. Um, you know, and so it, it was it was just a very good project. Yeah. Um you know. Well, fun, where where do you well. where do you think that you were when you started that listen? Like you you know, like um I think before or earlier I said that it just hit for you know, blind spotting for me hit at, at a very poignant moment. Mm-hmm. Um not that other things weren't challenging me and stuff like that, but it's like I was reading articles and books and stuff about this and so when it when I watched it it was like I was ready to be uh challenged even more so about my viewpoints and so you know me hearing you say and this is interesting for me because the narrative um you know I know who Show Baraka is and I've heard is that the one that has uh N-Word Island on it yeah no that's talented too oh, I'm sorry yeah same same artist but okay. different album yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah okay okay so so you know, I, I'm not in the Christian hip hop world, and that's actually something that that Doug and Kenny uh, and I have talked about before. Um, but Christian hip hop for me was uh, was T Bone, um, and mm, I used to love and uh, Hang on, uh, what's KJ Five Two? What's that dude's name? Um, John Rubin. I, John, John Rubin. Um, and I and I'm like <laughs> you know when, now that I've heard actual like amazing artists um that 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 do not not that there's no christian hip-hop artists that are good but i just mean compared to the stuff that i was coming up with sure um it's like it it was very difficult for me to get back into it so so show baraka had some stuff that really captured me uh uh propaganda has some stuff that really has really Mm -hmm. like caught me you know there's definitely these artists that you like listen to uh uh john givens Actually, I think I I always mess them up. It's like Jay Gibbs and you got it backwards. They John Gibbs and Jay Gibbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So it's like you you know like you, there's definitely like amazing talented um, artists that that are uh, in the Christian hip hop world. The Cray uh, with his church clothes stuff, but I never listened to the narrative um, as like a thing that like would have captured me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I could go back and listen to it. But I wonder like was there? Do you feel like you remember where you? where you were 
um, in your, you know, in your personal journey that was like, oh, yo, this is, this is hitting me, uh, uh, you know, some kind of way or whatever. Like, what, what's going on in your mind when you are listening to this album that, that you say, like, oh, the, the challenge to hear both sides, the uh. ability to uh, question myself, do I actually have a voice and is it worth being heard? You know, like, where are you with that? Yeah. When you're listening to that, to that the first time. You know? Yeah. And so I think, um, I think I was in a place where, you know, I had already been, you know, kind of, you know, thinking about, you know, issues of race. You know, we, we talked about, um, you know, when I got married, uh, in 2014, uh, and, and honestly, even before that, but especially when I got married in 2014, um, you know, was when I really started thinking about why it's necessary for me to, you know, be thinking about these things and having these conversations about race. Right. Um, you know, because in being in an interracial marriage, you know, you're having these intimate conversations with your spouse. You're having, uh, you know, these intimate conversations with with family um, that you've married into, um, you know, and, you know, you now have people in your circle that are exposed to, to your life. You know, you have people in your circle who are, um, you know, exposed to things that you're experiencing on a very intimate level, right? And so if I can't, you know, discuss and talk about these things or have an opinion on these things or be able to talk about my experiences with these different things, then, you know, I can't share with them that part of me and they can't mm-hmm. learn and grow from that, right? Um, and so that being the case, uh, I had already been in this place where it's like, okay, you know, I kind of need to start, you know, thinking about this a little bit more. Um, show came out with the album Talented Tenth you know, which was which was uh, a big deal because it had the song you mentioned the song "Nigga Island," and you know the whole the whole premise of the song, um, you know, um, essentially that that was the song. Well, maybe it wasn't that song. Maybe it was some other songs. Um, it was that song for well. me? But <laughs> you know that that song got the album banned from Lifeway. Yep. From you know. Um, you know, and it was, it was one of those things that was like, man, this is very telling of Christian culture, right? That's right. Evangelical Christian culture. And so that kind of started, um, you know, to me to thinking about, um, you know, race and how race, um, uh, race and the intersection of, of, you know, faith and, um, you know, and evangelical culture, um, you know, and so that kind of led there. Uh, and so when Talented, or not Talented, when the narrative came out, um, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, maybe both was, was a song very much a dichotomy and just kind of thinking about both sides of the coin. Um, you know, uh, he says, if, is it a ballad or a bullet? Let me know. Should mm-hmm. I, um, on, I, I need to look up the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> is it? Anyway, um, you know, but essentially it's, you know, it's, you know, should I pray or should I fight? Is it a ballad or a bullet? Um, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's both, mm-hmm. you know. It's right. like, you know, 
there's a lot of gray area here and not not just gray area, but it could be two things at, at once. Something can be very much, you know, good on one side. It's that whole, you know, even that the question of gentrification, right? It's it's in quotes good for the city, you know, and raising property values and things like that. At the same time, it's not good for everybody because it's pushing people out, it's displacing people, it's right. pricing things where people can't afford it, you know, and so there's a there's a dichotomy there. It's like, okay, what does it look like for there to be um you know what does it look like uh, for there, for there to be a, a middle? Um, you know, yeah, so that yeah. that song that song is just an acknowledgement of the tension, right? Right. That, that he is. feels as a black man and in I, America. And I apologize to the show because I just I butchered describing it, <laughs> but you know it is it's very much an acknowledgement of that tension. Um, yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it, that so that was it was very impactful for me because I I feel like you know being in an interracial um, marriage, being a believer, um, having friends who are who are white, and not all my friends are white, but I'm saying I have friends who are white, um, and because of that, I need to be able to to not just discuss and have them hear my point of view, but. I need to learn because I love them. I need to learn and understand their point of view as well. Um, you know, and then hopefully we can get to a place of progress because, you know, we're, we're starting to learn and understand one another and they can, they can start to see, okay, this is why certain things need to change. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so it it was a so I I was just you know if that answers your question I was just very much in a place of of wanting to continue to learn and grow more, um, because it's already something that I've been wrestling with and I've always felt this tension of like, you know, I'm I'm very much a black man but at the same time, you know I'm not super militant, I'm not um, I I care about how, and not to say others don't you know but I care very much. Not not just what, um, you know, white people think, per se, but the white people who I know and love, I care very much about how they feel. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. because I care very much about how they feel, I don't just want to approach it from the standpoint of, you know, no, this is what we're owed, this is what, you know, happened to us, you know, even though those things are very much, you know, yeah. true, something needs to be made right. Right. You know, but right. like there's a lot there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot to unpack there, you know, in terms of like this is how we actually get to that point to where things are being made right. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of understanding that has to take place. And a lot of times what I've seen is when people are shouting at each other, you know, that understanding never takes place because right. people are just shouting. People are just trying to be heard. Right. Sure. Right. Right. That's what the problem was in the beginning is that we we um, want everyone to understand where we're coming from, but mm -hmm. we don't really give a shit about where anyone else is coming from. Right, sure, exactly. Right. There's um, another. And that's song. why. Yeah. That's that's why that that's why that song was, or that's why that album was banned from Lifeway. You know, because we don't actually want to. You know, as Christians, we don't actually want to 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 believe that uh, racism existed and that we took part in it as Christians. Right. Um, and that we use the Bible to justify racism and slavery and and why uh um rhymes with uh schmonald schmump uh is god on earth um you know what i mean like it's 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 super easy for us to be like no we are all god's children 
But it's very difficult for us to be like, oh, man, we we were part of the problem Mm -hmm. and probably are still part of the problem. So I, I mean, I'm, I, I think, I think exactly what you're hitting on, Kenny, is is huge. Is it, yeah. it's, and when you when you are part of an interracial marriage, which I grew up in, and then now I'm a part of, um, you're very much challenged of like, okay, I have this, you know, I have this woman that I love, and I've been tasked with loving well and being challenged by and knowing intimately, uh. Now what do I do when I have this other side of me that's like very much at odds with the way that your family lives, hmm. uh, things that your family says, things that you say or do that you just don't realize? You know, when you just are suddenly hmm. challenged with those things, it's incredibly difficult hmm. to to know what to do if you haven't ever had to think about it. Right. Right. So, and it's so yeah, right. So do you do you feel like that's am I hitting that well? Like am I hearing like that's where you were uh when you were listening to this album and being like, "Okay, I love these people. I love people in general. I identify as a Christian and I have white friends and family and now this wife and I want to see them grow and I want to see reconciliation and I want to see all of us being challenged by each other and growing to like a closer view of what perfection is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I and I would say I was definitely in that place, and that's that's where the album hit for me. And um, right. you know, and even thinking about you know from a societal standpoint, you know, thinking about the different things in society, you know, historically that you know we've been taught, you know, as it just is what it is, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, manifest destiny, and um, you know, there's a there's a um, uh, there's a, a line uh, in that same song, uh, maybe both, where he says, uh, oh, yes, God bless the American Revolution, but God ain't, what did he say? God, oh, yes, God bless the American Revolution, but God ain't for all the riots and the looting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You know? And, wow. Uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, he says, but John Brown was a terrorist and an evildoer. You know, it's that, it's that, that dichotomy of like, you know, Okay, on this side, you know, this is a part of our, you know, revolution is a part of our, you know, history as a nation, right? Uh, You know, conquest is a part of our history as a nation, you know, in the sense of we move in and we take what we want, right? You know, but if somebody else does it, right, it's, you know, it's wrong. Or or if the revolutionary is, is opposed to... You know what's what's uh, what's in the benefit of the majority culture. You know if if somebody's you know starting a revolution because they want their freedom, they're a terrorist. They're an mm. evildoer. Right. Right. Um, you know, and so starting to un- you know wanting to understand and unpack those things, and I feel like he just did that very well in this album. There's another one, uh, another song called My Hood USA. He has a great video for. Mm. Um, you know, but it's it's just kind of going through the story of um, the progression of the decline, um, you know, of uh, or the or the struggle um, and decline of African American uh, neighborhoods, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's it's just such a um, you know growing up in Memphis, um, 
you know, for the first part of my life and, um, you know, growing up in, in the 80s, you know, during the crack epidemic and everything, you know, Memphis was hit real hard, you know, Orange Mountain was hit hard, um, you know, but that was the first, you know, um, uh, neighborhood uh, started in, you know, for African-Americans, yeah. you know, in the U.S. Right. And so, you know, it just, just hearing that decline, it's like, man, that's that's real. Um, it just really hit me in that place. He has another song about uh, about fatherhood um, and just elevating fathers, um, mm. you know. And it, so it's just such a uh, the, it's just such a great album. Um, highly recommended. Yeah, and I I, I think the um, just the trajectory of Show Baraka as an artist is is very interesting and compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a part of Reach Records, which is the golden child of, of all Christian hip hop. You know, you got Lecrae and Andy Mineo and, and lots of others on that on that label for years. And, um, you know, they're kind of the uh, the background uh, music for a lot of youth groups, even in like white middle America. Um, and show ended up leaving the label and you know, uh, made Talented 10th and, and, and released that. And the song that you guys referring, uh, were referring to off of Talented 10th um, is, is called Jim Crow. And um, literally because of, you know, his um, uh, choice of, of, of verbiage on that track and, and maybe, you know, on that album in general, the album was pulled from Lifeway stores and show was essentially uh, kind of blackballed by, you know, a lot of mainstream Christian um, hip-hop fans and I remember even having conversations with people who thought that like oh man isn't it sad what happened to show and it's it's just that um it's that old notion of like um I think it's like pet or thug right so if you look like the 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 you know white power structure uh you're allowed to be black as long as you fit into whatever I deem is appropriate for you as a black man um, and mm-hmm. as, as soon as you step outside of that, you become a threat. You become a thug. Mm-hmm. You become a, or, or that's what it is, pet or threat. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that Show Baraka was ever anybody's pet. He was who, who, who he was. Um, but, but when he decided that he needed to tell a certain part of his story or express his art creatively in a certain way, he stepped outside of that box that whiteness was okay with and was written off and was mm-hmm. rejected. And I think the narrative is such an important album for a lot of reasons one of which is he's on the back side of having been written off being seen as a threat being seen as an enemy when he is no less our, our brother no less an artist no less a a father and a husband and a faithful you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and and so yeah so i i just think he as an artist is is very compelling and yeah. um the the music that he makes um you know is is representative of that as well right so yeah. yeah, thanks for that, Kenny. Um, so my recommendation um is from a four part mini series that came out on Netflix last year called When They See Us. Um, it was directed and co written by Ava DuVernay, who directed Thirteenth, which is the brand the movie that Brandon mentioned, um, a Netflix documentary. She also did Selma that came out a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, well, I think I she was maybe one of, if not the first, female black director to be nominated for an Academy Award. I, I may not have that right. We may have to take that out or issue an apology next episode. But uh, you know, she's she's a very powerful filmmaker and mm. has has made historic strides within her industry as a as a black director. Um, 
but it's the story of five uh, teenage boys from Harlem who um, kind of you know gained notoriety for for a case that they were charged with uh, for uh, you know tr- trigger warning for for anyone who is um, kind of sensitive to you know violence and, and assault and stuff. But um, they were charged with a very very violent crime of of a young woman, and um, they became known as the Central Park Five. Um, and so this mini series, it's not a documentary; it's a scripted, you know, docu or not, you know, it's a scripted drama. Um, but it just tells the story of the way that the police, um, and the district attorney uh, there in New York City, um, just absolutely railroaded these kids and decided the night of the arrest that they were guilty, and then matched the evidence to <laughs> confirm a, a conviction charge. Um, and all five of the young men served time in prison. Um, and over the years, uh, you know, the truth ended up coming out and they were released from prison. Um, but the uh, effects of, um, police abuse of, of, of young children, um, the effects of wrongful conviction, the effects of, you know, serving time in prison for a crime that they did not commit. Um, were extremely felt by these young men, by their families, by their community. And I have never in my life, and I would venture to say that I have watched a lot of TV and movies, (laughs) Um, I have never in my life had a uh, physically um, nauseating reaction to something that I saw on screen. and, and I did in, in When They See Us. Um, the first part and part of the second part kind of highlight the, the initial beginning of the, of the case when the boys are charged, when they're taken into custody by police. Um, they are questioned without an attorney present. They are, most of them are between the ages of 12 and 15, and they're questioned without their parents present. Um, and the level of verbal abuse and hatred that the police showed towards these boys was was physically nauseating um yeah i i i can't um i can't remember ever ever reacting like that to something i saw on on screen that was Mm -hmm. a scripted i mean it was it was a you know you're watching it and you're sitting there and and part of me wants to go like okay i know there's like a a a camera and a it's a sound stage and they're going to yell mm-hmm. cut in a second and somebody's gonna, there's going to be bloopers and somebody's going to missay their line. I, I know all that intellectually. And yet knowing that they are telling a true story and that this happens, mm-hmm. one, one, that it happened, two, that it happens, and, and these boys are not the only five <laughs> uh, young people in America to be wrongfully accused, wrongfully convicted, and, and wrongfully imprisoned. Um, it, it was so powerfully done and heartbreaking to a, a, a level that I, that I cannot overstate. Um, since, since the um, evidence has come out and the guys were released from prison and, and now they're now known as the Exonerated Five, so I said the Central Park Five only because that's what they were known as at, at, at the time. They are now and forever will be the Exonerated Five because they did not do the things that they served time for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an incredibly well-done miniseries um, it's only four episodes, um, and it's just, it's so, it's so powerful, it's so heartbreaking, 
Um, I mean, I, I'm a community college dropout, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go to law school and become a defense attorney. This 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 shit is ridiculous. You know, like it mm. was, mm. it affected me on such a such a deep level. Um, mm seeing the the things that went on in those boys lives and then knowing that it is it's not that uncommon you know mm. um so anyway it's called when they see us it's on netflix um and i you know i just it's it's intense it's very good yeah, it's very intense um dougie i saw a stat um and i wrote it down um but it was the lifetime likelihood of imprisonment I don't know how you, how that's defined or whatever, but um, for white men, there's a 1 in 17 chance uh, of lifetime imprisonment. Hmm. So I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but even 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 just going to jail in general. Being right? in prison at any point in your lifetime, I think is what they mean. Yeah. Right. Uh, for white men, there's a 1 in 17 chance. Okay. For black men... It's a one in three. Yep. Mm. And for Latinos, it's one in six. Mm. Okay. For women, for white women, there's a one in 111. Okay. For black women, it's one in 18. Wow. And mm. for Latinas, it's one in 45. Wow. Mm. Like, I wrote down when they see us as well. Um, and I also wrote down Just Mercy mm-hmm. by yeah. Brian Stevenson mm-hmm. and yeah. the Equal Justice, uh, Equal Justice Institute. And it's... <sighs> it's real. Yeah. And <laughs> it's I, just I, too rough. There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of aspects of this conversation that, um, you know, I, I, I think Kenny especially, not to, not to throw you under the bus, but Kenny, you're, you're an incredibly patient and gracious person, more so than probably Brandon or I <laughs> combined. Um, oh, I'm not patient. <laughs> um, and, I get very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even, you know, with, with that being <laughs> true, uh, where all of us are at, there, there are aspects of this that I um, have grace for and patience for and, and compassion for people, even on, on the wrong side of history. Um, this this is not one of those things. If mm. if you are trying to deny the truth and reality of a completely biased, unfair, and targeted um, system towards black and brown people in America, I- I'm not interested in having a conversation with you. It's it's so far beyond the truth that. If someone approaches the table from a standpoint of not even being willing to hear or listen on that, uh, we, we can't talk about anything else. The system is set up and designed to fail the most vulnerable in our society. And you can see it in when they see us. You can see it in, I mean, uh, make, making a murderer, that's not even a black guy, but you can see it in that, in that case. Um, you can see it in um, just the Just Mercy book that Brian mentioned. Um, you can see it in the Free Meek, uh, the the documentary on Amazon about Meek Mill. I mean, there is, um, there is overwhelming po- like powerful evidence and truth to the um, to to the way that the establishment and the I say it with air quotes justice system um, treats. Um, 
you know, black and brown people or low income people in, in our country. I forget who said it, so I apologize for, for the lack of attribution, but you know, it's, it's maybe it's just a, a, a normal saying, but it's better in America to be uh, rich and guilty than poor and innocent. And that is an unquestionable truth. And um, it's, you know, again, it's just one of those things where I, I you know, and, and I need to, I need to ask forgiveness and repent of it sometimes, but I just have such, um, such anger, I guess, towards the idea that, that um, people are not willing to acknowledge the, the way that this system works, not willing mm-hmm. to give, um, you know, yeah, to, to, to heed the idea that, that this stuff happens and is happening and will continue to happen until there is, I mean, widespread criminal justice reform. Right. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have to say about that. But I, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, I can, and I can see like, you know, obviously podcast being a, a audio medium makes it really difficult to see like the expressions, um, especially on Doug's face right now where it's like, it's like Doug, you're like, you know, I remember watching the, the show with you. Um, I only watched one episode, but I think it was the first or we second did. We episode. We watched the first one together. Um, and I remember, like, how upset you were. Like, and how upset you are now, right? I mean, it's my just like the reality is, my face of the situation. Is hot. Like, I feel like... That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. You saying, <laughs> you, you know, you, you saying, like, okay, okay, you know, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but me, like, watching your face, which is like, <laughs> I've got, like, probably 500 thousand more things I would like to say because Mm. there's so much anger and there's so much hurt of just like when it's shoved in your face in that way right and and of course like that the show is like meant to make you feel a certain way sure Um, yeah but the reality is uh, that it happened the the Mm. heinousness of of this happening Mm. in a place where people you know say like you know, make make America great again, and you're like, yeah, but you're. It seems like we're going in the opposite direction. It seems like your goal is to push us in the opposite direction. And it's funny because I'm not like a everybody who voted for Trump is a terrible person. That's not how I feel. Right. We. I'm sure we could talk about it. I, that's that's not it. That's not it. And it's it's also not where I don't come from a place where I think that uh, all politicians are going to help us like right. that mm-hmm. that there's right. ever going to be a place right. that we will get to that like politicians will be perfect and like right. things will work right. out but i'm also not the person that's like no you know what on this side of heaven it's just not going to be perfect oh y'all gosh, so we man. just gotta wait it's like no 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 right. mm-hmm. <laughs> like no we you are you are worshiping a very different god than i am if that's your if that's your take Mm. Yeah, if if um, your if your yeah. excuse for lack of justice is that sometimes shit just goes bad, right. then you're you're not serving the God that you think you're serving because He came to bring justice here on earth. Mm-hmm. He, he Jesus said while He was here, the kingdom of God is at hand. This is not there's not some right. future utopia that we're supposed to just close our eyes and hopefully hopefully someday you know after right. Jesus comes back things get better. No 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 no. We are called to be people of justice here mm. and now. We're supposed to be a part right. of that, a part of that better. Absolutely, We're and be I mean, into that, I think into that perfection. Yeah, and we we have listeners and 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 friends who who are not people of faith, and so this is not only for those of you that that call yourselves Christians. But if we're going to set that to the side for a second and say that a a lot of, a, I don't want to say a lot of, 
we can speak from our personal experience and say we know Christians who are on an anti-justice mm-hmm. track, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and, and once upon a time, so was I, you know what I mean? And so there, there has to be an understanding from the, the three of us are inside the household of faith and we're calling on those other of you who are inside the household of faith to recognize the truth of so many of these scenarios and say that like the God that we are called to serve is a God of the justice here and now. And if you're not serving the widow and the orphan, if you're not serving the least of these, if you're not, you know, standing up for, um, you know, the, 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 the most vulnerable among us, you are not echoing the heart of God. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just, that's just the truth that the, the, the life of Jesus in the new Testament makes it very, very clear. And so right. the fact that these things are happening and then you have Christians come along and saying, well, what are you going to do? You got to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to I give a quick shout out to my friend Tiff. She and I were texting back and forth uh, this week about, about our show and, and about some you know, things that we can discuss in the future. And uh, one of the things that she highlighted that I think we've talked about and, and we, we you know, totally agree with is the idea that relationship builds empathy, right? Um, and... Mm-hmm. It, 100%. it may be for you that these issues um, don't matter as much because they're far off. Right. Um, and if that's the case, then I would just challenge you to bring them into your home. Um, make, make the face of Trayvon Martin and, and imagine that it's your son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the the life of Corey Wise, who is one of the exonerated five, and imagine that's that's your nephew or niece who was wrongfully imprisoned, um, brutally, brutally beaten in prison, should never have been there in the first place. Um, very much, the system tried to destroy this young man's life. I mean, these these young guys had their lives stolen from them. You know, they were they were trying to be teenage boys in America, and and the system said fuck that. So if, if these scenarios are far off for, for, for you, uh, I, I am challenging those of us who are in the majority and in positions of power, in positions of privilege, to figure out a way for these things to hit home. Because they have to. We, we have to find a way to feel the empathy and to feel the truth and to feel the pain of our brothers and sisters because it's happening and it will continue to happen. So I think I want to encourage um, everybody listening. Like, I think we're going to, I mean, we will compile a list of, I mean, because this is just barely touching the iceberg. That's right. The the tip of the iceberg of things that, that have affected us um, in this discussion of, of race and of power and of brokenness um, because it's not only white, it's not only black people who um, experience um, inequality, obviously. Sure. Um, and yet that's what we're discussing because that's what we can talk about right now. That's right. It's a white dude, a black dude, mm-hmm. and a mixed dude. That's what we can talk about. It's not that right. Latinos haven't, haven't experienced it or, or, you know, Asians and... That's and, right. You know, like, that's not, a, that's, that's not the discussion that we're having here, though. 
Right, and, um, and women. I mean, we're all men, so even oh, women, oh my even gosh, yeah, misogyny absolutely. and all that stuff. There's there's absolutely. lots of other there's lots of lots 100%. of other things that are also true, exactly. also at play. I'm, yep. I'm glad you said that. Exactly. And and I think that we can bring that up, but I th- I think the point is that like we are having the discussion in general that like hey, this is maybe a little more broken than we thought, um, and that America is not um, as shiny as we want it to be. I mean, for those of y'all watching the the. Um, the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's that same kind of thing, right? It's like it's it's like we want we put we put uh we idolize people mm-hmm. and places um and put them on such a high pedestal that even you know, like the tiniest thing, like we just will destroy them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so I, I want to like the fact that we idolize America so much, I think, um we will often look the other way because we think that even the the tiniest smudge will destroy us. And so we like to uh, m- minimize uh, racism and minimize slavery and minimize stuff that's going on now because we think that we can never recover if we actually deal with it. Right. Um, that's right. If we actually yeah. like accept that it happened and that it is happening. Um, so I love what you said, Doug, in that holy shit, people of America, brothers and sisters in Christ, people in general, please watch something that is different than what you would normally watch. Mm -hmm. Be challenged by something that you don't think you need to be challenged by. Ask questions that you've never asked before. Mm -hmm. Find people that are different than you and actually try and feel some of that empathy. Like try and empathize with, with... people that are different than you um, and with ideas that are different than your own. Um, even if you don't necessarily agree, just hearing it will, will, is, is worth it. Sure. Just, mm-hmm. just hearing it is, is absolutely worth it. So I hope that right. one of these things, one of these, you know, if you, see, watch, if you watch When They See Us, which is really intense um, and hard to watch, um, if you watch Blind Spotting, if you w- listen to the narrative, mm-hmm. if you experience, you know, like I said, we're going to try and compile a ton of stuff. Yeah. If you read yeah. or listen to or watch any of these things, please like reach out to us if you have any questions or if you're challenged or if you totally disagree. I We are hoping to do a a podcast. Um, we've had a lot of feedback from yep, people. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Challenging us, agreeing with us. Um all that stuff. Yep. And and so we're we're not perfect. We're just trying to do whatever we can do. We're just trying to have our part mm-hmm. uh, with with people that like we care and love. And and Kenny's over there, uh, dude. Your light keeps going like on and off. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? That's not my moves. light. Not your internal light. Your internal light stays on all the time. Great. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Great. It <laughs> see, it just did it. See, it's, you see it's brighter now. It's brighter now. What is it? It's your it's your camera. It's like when your camera gets closer, <laughs> it's adjusting to the to like the light oh. in the room, but it keeps brightening you and then like taking you dark again. It's yeah. really funny. Um, on that on that note with the podcast, Brandon, we are going to do that show. We have gotten a lot of feedback. Definitely appreciate all y'all's uh, thoughts. Um, and we haven't done this yet, but I want to ask for for those of you that are willing, if you're following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Uh, rate and review the show. It it honestly helps. Like the 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 podcast um, hosts, like genuinely 
like pay attention to that stuff and stuff that gets rated and, and reviewed, mm-hmm. especially especially five stars. <clears throat> um, like <laughs> it, like literally, it has a higher chance of appearing on other people's pages and stuff like that. So if right. you haven't done that yet and you're willing to do that, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and in the outro, Brandon always gives our our uh, social media uh, places, and you can also send us an email. So. If you haven't done that, we, we'd love for you to do that. We're going to get to some of the questions and some of the feedback we've had because we've really, really appreciated uh, the response from a lot mm-hmm. of from a lot of mm-hmm. you guys that have that have taken the time to, to listen, which we appreciate, and respond, which we appreciate. Right. Um, Be a part so, of the conversation. That's right. That's exactly right. So with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Um, thank you all for listening um, and supporting the show. Um, as always, we want to encourage you to get involved and, like Kenny said, be a part of the conversation. Um, so I am Doug Ogden. I'm Brandon Johnson. And I am Kenny Roberts. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Right. Right. Um, I should have thought black, about at the black, end, black, there's black, a book black, called How to Be Black. Okay. Baratunde Thanks for listening to Black, White, and Mixed. We'd love for you to engage with us and to be part of the conversation. So if you have any questions or ideas for topics that might be good for us to tackle, send us an email at bwmpodcastmail at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blkwhtmxpodcast. Thanks again for listening. Black, white, and mixed. Black, white, and mixed.